I'm Adam Hergenrother and welcome to Business Meets Spirituality. This is a show for leaders and high achievers who've experienced success on the outside and still feel like something is missing in their life, who have made money and accomplished big goals, but then ask themselves, is this all there is? After all, business is nothing but a conduit for your personal growth. Need nothing and enjoy everything. This is Business Meets Spirituality. Welcome, everybody, to Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. I am joined by the Hallie Warner, my chief of staff, and I'm also joined by some wonderful guests, which we'll get here today, which we're super excited about. Um, one of the really neat things and why I wanted these guests to be on is last time we did a couple of interviews with people who are participating in any type of year-long immersion. And really what that means is that they made a year-long commitment to help transform their lives and help transform the lives of everybody else by changing themselves um, was one of our most and I think the most popular episode that we've had so far. And we are, our team was getting together and we said, well, why? And I think it's because people can see the relations to how some like the words and in, in the techniques and the principles and our fulfillment formula philosophies and how we believe in this and work and then how it really resonates in somebody's life. I mean, you can sit here and listen to Hallie and I talk, which is, um, which is great. Um, but at the same time, it's really impactful to hear people who are participating and putting these strategies from us, but from uh, all their sources too, right? Into their lives and what that means. And so we want to join two guests who are, are also participating in Project U uh, and who have been on a, a, a almost a year-long journey now, which we're super proud of of everybody in it, but we're, we're proud of them too as well. And I want to hear from um, some of the stories and transformations that they had in their lives. So we'll hear from them in a second. Esther, welcome. Hey, Adam. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having me on. Yes, you're welcome. So, uh, I mean, tell us a little bit about who, who you are. You have a, an incredible story and uh, have done um, some amazing things in the business world. So I just share with the audience a little bit about who and what you are and what you've done and where you are today. Okay. So um, I'm Esther Choi. Uh, I'm a wife and the proud mother of two beautiful, sassy girls, 17 and 7. I've been in real estate for roughly 19 years, um, been in a leadership role in different offices for about 11 years. I joined your awesome organization a little over a year ago as the CEO of Her Group New York, based out of Long Island, New York. And I'm just so happy that I signed up for Project U when I did. I always believe that I was, I'm learning-based um, I'm always looking to grow personally and professionally. I've taken multiple different courses. I did a lot of Tony Robbins courses and and lots of real estate courses. Spent a lot of money doing all of that, right? <laughs> and then when I heard about Project U and it's going to go through health and wealth and spirituality and leadership, I said, okay, you know, cool, I'm in. You know, I, I didn't really give it a second thought. I always believe in investing in education, but un to be totally honest, um, another reason why I signed up was because I was new to the organization and I wanted to get to uh, know you better, get to know some of the other high achievers in your world, you know, get to meet them. And, you know, there's that saying, you want to be a millionaire, then hang out with millionaires. And, and um, I wanted to surround myself and learn and rip off and duplicate and, 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 just, um, you know, see, do what others that are highly successful do. 
Well, I think, I think that's really important because I think it's, it's a good point because people join mastermind groups, which essentially what this is, it's we limit the number of people that are in there. So they become very intimate conversations versus just a training where you're teaching to 100, 200, 300 people. It's very training focused and you can get really good stuff from there. The purpose of this is that intimate mastermind group to be able to rip off. We like the word, use the word recycle. It's a little bit. <laughs> Um, but you, it's, that's the point. I mean, that's the, that's the foundational strength. I remember the, an hour into teaching this course, cause we had, we didn't really sure what was really going to happen either. Just how open people became because they realized they're going to be on this journey for a year versus if you know, you're going to be in there for a couple hours with an individual, you tend to hold the little things closer. You just, you may not share a little bit more, but we also, when we force kind of people to get up and start sharing, man, people open up and then everyone else said, well, they're open. Shit, I'm going open too. Right. So they just, everybody started opening up and it created this really core mastermind group. And I think some of our, even our bi-monthly conversations that we have on a Zoom, you know, sometimes I look back and I say, you know, I, I know people are sharing more with this group than they are with their their spouse or their partners. Not that they, they won't, but it's just, it's a place to kind of communicate and say, hey, where's my thinking here, right? And I think that's a, that's a really powerful place to be able to... So I think it's just an important aspect that you mentioned about that mastermind group in itself. So thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, I just wanted to add on that I agree with everything that you're saying, you know, just the relationships and the friendships that I made during this, you know, journey is like really priceless, you know, I, I feel that I'm a very private person, and um, not sharing a lot of struggles and, and inner feelings to anybody. And when I first got there, it's it's a group of strangers that I don't even know. And and like you said, from the onset, like everyone was openly sharing very private, intimate things. And and it created a safe environment for me to to open up and be vulnerable. And I think, you know, I said this before, <laughs> I think uh, during the last uh, retreat, I'm not very emotional and I'm not a crier, but I, I, I think I cried at like every single session <laughs> at some point. Right? Um, and, and I, and like you said, um, I probably shared more with this group than I have with like some of my dearest friends. Yeah. 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 Well, in, in part of it, you think about, I even think about my own life. I think I've spent more time with this group than I have even like some of my closest friends. Right, just because it's it's a forced kind of training, and it force is the wrong word, but it's it's a scheduled event that everyone's coming to that you know you're going to be there for three days, just morning to evening, doing activities and participating and just doing really cool things, and so you just get to spend this. It's like when you do an offsite meeting with your team for just three hours. How much more work and diligent work or where the conversation leads to, imagine doing that for three days, right? And I think that's why if you look at the most powerful, you know, leaders of the world, if you will, in terms of the business world, they all go off site for weekends or weeks, couple times a year, either by themselves or with their teams, just to get just because you can't get to the level of the layers that you need to, either in your personal life or in your business life, um, then then you can in just a short period of time. And and we believe, and I, I know you guys do it too, is that the next generation of leaders, the 2020 and beyond, which is already happening, right? The next generation of leaders knows just as much about their inward life as they do about, you know, bottom lines and spreadsheets and analytics in the business world, right? And being able to bring both of those together into the environment that we're now creating uh, is what Project U is about. And it is what any the full immersion, and that's why I think people are are gravitating to that to be able to bring those components into their business life, into their personal life, into their kids' lives. So you have these four pillars that are going to be the strength of, of being able to develop um, the next generation of you. 
So what do you think has changed the most with you, Esther, as you look back uh, almost a year now? <laughs> um, what do you think has changed the most? Um, it's a lot. Um, let's start with health. When I first got the schedule for the first retreat, um, it kind of freaked me out a little bit <laughs> because I haven't exercised in I don't know how long, like in years. And, you know, I had multiple gym memberships, never really used it. And then I think it was like day two on the schedule. Like there was a spin class for about an hour and I haven't been in the gym, like I said, forever. And um like that night, I couldn't go to sleep. I'm like, what am I going to do, right? <laughs> With this spin class. And and then, and then so I just set a goal for myself. And I know you don't like goals, but I set a goal for myself. I said, hey, you know what? Once I get on the cycle, I'm not going to get off till the end. And I may not go as fast as or as hard as everyone else. But, you know, um, I'm just going to do it till the end. And, and I, that's what I did. You know, I, I did it at my own pace and I cycled and that was the start of my health journey from that day on. And with regards to health, I never really took care of myself very well. You know, I was always taking care of others and I focused more on the business side of things, not really my personal side. Um, I, I, so this actually taught me to focus on myself and my own well-being and and health leads to everything else. If you're not healthy, if you're sick, you can't take care of anybody else, right? Um, I was always energetic on the outside and and um, happy and positive. But then when, once I got home, like I just shut down <laughs> and that was not doing any favors for my family. I, I was not being there for my girls and my family. Yeah. So, yeah, the health was a big part of it. Well, what I what I what I love about it, and I do love goals, but I, what I loved you, what I love that you did more is that you actually executed on your goal, right? It's yeah. I, I don't like goals that people throw out there just to make themselves feel good, um, or that sounds good from a stage or sounds good on social medias. I like the execution more. So, you, whatever you have to do, I'm mean, whatever you have to do type got a guy to get through the, your what you set a goal to do. That's the power of it, and you and you and you did and that builds strength. And that strength gives you that resilience to push through the inertia of, of just enjoying life, right? And I think that's a powerful place to look, to look at that. Mm-hmm. And, and the spirituality part of the program, I think I had already mentioned, that was like the most challenging topic for me. When we were at the retreat, I grew up in a very religious family. My parents are missionaries, as you know, in in Kenya. They built churches, schools, you know, wells for the local tribes there. My mother passed away in September of 2018, and she's buried at the mission site, not here in the United States. Um, My father is 77 years old, and and, um, he's still there serving and living his calling, and eventually will be buried next to my mom when he passes. Um, because I grew up in such a religious environment, when I hear the word spirituality, it, I just naturally equate it to religion, yeah. right? So I was a little fearful of what you were going to discuss regards to spirituality, right? I didn't want to it to go against my current religious beliefs and practices but you know what you taught us it 
if I got it correctly, <laughs> is like a sense of connection to something bigger than ourselves, you know, and and a search for a deeper meaning in, in life and uh, beyond our physical and material things, right? That is the definition of in my and spiritual growth is transcending your mind yeah. to something larger than yourself, right? It doesn't. If religion's your way to do it, if yoga is your way to do it, if affirmations your way to do it, if meditation is your way to do it, right? You can do it a whole bunch of different ways. Um, the key result is that they all end up in the same place, right? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I was really grateful to you for introducing different techniques and different things. I was very open minded. You, you introduced me to TM and Michael Singer, and um, you know, just my whole outlook is different. Um, we're actually planning a, a, a trip. You know, some of our project you. Uh, Friends are going to go down to Florida to see Michael Singer, right? Um, uh, just learn to be more present in the moment and look for more depth in every experience. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, yeah. So, so when you when you think about, I love how you describe that, and, and thanks for bringing that up. Um, when you think about like the four kind of pillars that are there. What words of wisdom or what advice when somebody's just maybe they're just have everything's going fine in their life and they're actually happy in their life, but they have this little slight dissatisfaction that there's maybe something more, right? What would you encourage them to do? Uh, <laughs> I think it was the last section, uh, retreat that we were at. You said um, self leadership, perceived leadership. Yeah. Right. And and um, I realized during this program that, you know, I was in different leadership roles and I realized that I was not leading myself. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. You know, the most um, I realized that I wasn't authentic. Um, I. I, on the external surface, you know, I exuded, a, a, you know, energy and, and the positivity and confidence. And but inside, I wasn't truly feeling it. You know, mentally, I was there, but inside, I wasn't truly feeling it. And and now, after going through this program, and, and we're still in it, but after going through this program, I. I've gotten a sense of peace and my priorities have changed. My priorities have changed. My whole outlook has changed. I'm more open to sharing my experiences, you know, whereas, like I said before, I was more of a private person and I was afraid of judgment. And, and um, but now, you know, I, I didn't feel like I was truly able to lead others if I didn't lead myself first. And, and I think that's what this whole program has taught me to, to lead myself so that I can actually inspire and add value and succeed through others and lead them. Esther, hey, thank you so much for um, being you and for sharing. And I know that you've added a lot of value to people here. Um, so I really, really appreciate who you are as an individual and as a person. So thank you. So Amy, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, super excited to jump in and hear your story. First, just get, talk to us and tell the audience who you are. Uh, thanks, Adam. I really appreciate uh, being here and having the opportunity to take part in this amazing 
podcast. So a little bit about who am I? Um, I, I think I touched on this in September is that I actually am just kind of discovering who I am. And I can certainly put some words um, down where people can relate to, you know, what I've done in my past and what's going on for me right now. Um, so I'm 46 years old. I'm going to be 47 this month. Uh, I live in just outside Boston in a second marriage. Uh, we've been married for nine years and I have two children, um, whose birthdays are both this week. Um, I have a 20 year old and a 22 year old. They're both in college right now. Uh, I've had a few different successful careers through my adult life after college. Uh, graduated with an accounting degree. So that brings in my business side. And then I went the total opposite way and became a private chef in a natural foods industry uh, for 20 years. So that brings in the spirituality side. <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit of a background. Awesome. The creative creative side there too as well, right? Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. What are you doing now? Right. Yeah. I'm a realtor on a very successful uh, real estate team here in Lexington, Massachusetts you know, working on that full time. I've been working with my team member for seven years and uh, yeah, so it's been great. Walk me through your health journey um, on this pillar. You know, I know that it's been impactful for you, but share a little bit of your, where were you before? What challenges showed up in health and how you overcame those challenges in health? Great, sure. I know uh, as soon as I heard the announcement about the project you you know, immersion program, I, you know, my, I went straight to Hallie (laughs) and I remember saying, I absolutely want to do this and I am never doing an Ironman and I am not doing a triathlon. And (laughs) so if that's what this means, I'm not doing it. So, uh, so Hallie was like, nope, nope, you, you know, stay, you know, you won't have to do it. So I was like, okay, I'll trust you (laughs) that, um, so I think for me, I, when I was a private chef in the natural foods industry, um, my whole focus for a good 20 years of my adult life was focused on health and wellness. And it was a real whole, whole body, whole person awareness, um, which did kind of bring spirituality into it a bit. Though that being said, over that time, I kind of, I watched people change their diets to heal themselves. So they're focusing on the physical and some people would heal themselves like that and others wouldn't. And over those 20 years, I really observed that like, you know, what is health? And yes, food and nutrition is an important component to that. And then there's emotions and spirituality and all these other aspects Um, to each one of us that we uh, are challenged with in our day-to-day life experiences. And I really felt like what I observed was that our health is determined by how we live our moment-to-moment lives. Yeah. How how much, how much weight did you lose? I know you lost, I know you actually also broke your foot during this process. (laughs) A lot of um, health Kind of in the, the way the pillars work is that once you build one pillar, it stays with the theme for the rest of it. So we're kind of always hitting on that. So always touching base and, and in our touch bases on a monthly basis, you say, hey, I, I, by the way, I broke my foot. Like that was, <laughs> it's a challenge, right? So how do you maintain kind of losing that weight and also just maintain your, your, um, your emotional fitness during that time? Because you can create big strides and all of a sudden 
life happens, right? You just I'm grateful that I broke my foot now. And and how do you bring that type of attitude into your life? But um, how much weight have you lost? Because you look great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think somewhere between 20 and 25. Certainly not back to my natural weight, uh, where I really was the most of my adult life. Don't really know really what you know even caused the weight gain. If I really had to look back, because I really wasn't eating that bad. I never really have. And I've always been someone who's exercised. Um, I'm not a runner. So when one of the tracks was a running track, I was like, I can't run. (laughs) Though, you know, through some of the the books that we were reading and, um, you know, just, I was like, just be open. So I, you know, I said, you know, I'm just going to be open. And if what open means is I'm going to learn to experience how to run at this part of my life, then I'm going to, I'm going to be open and I'm going to go through whatever that is. So I had a goal to run a 5k. doesn't seem like a big deal though. For me, it was like a really big deal in college. I think I, you know, on a regular basis, I was, I was on a division one squash team and played uh, division three tennis. And, and so I was athletic and we certainly would run two miles but, you know, I never ran like a road race. So my goal was in the end of September to run a 5k. Uh, we have been going to, um, a vacation, uh, every year for two weeks at the end of August, beginning of September. So the night I kind of came back from this vacation, I was like, even though I exercised while I was away, I actually was really sick on the vacation. So I had this idea in mind that I was going to, you know, I'm going to run so much on vacation. I have all this time off and I'm going to eat so well. I'm actually going to probably lose like 10 or 15 pounds on vacation. And instead I got really sick. (laughs) And, uh, and so I'm like, okay, I finally felt kind of okay. The night I got back and I was like, tomorrow I'm going to run three miles and I'm going to be at the office at 7am. And then at nine 30 at night, I slammed my toe into a piece of furniture (laughs) and I was like, okay, no, the universe is actually saying you were going to lie in bed and you're, you know, that's these being sick on vacation and, and fracturing my toe by stubbing it on a piece of furniture, I think were the two turning points of me saying like the universe is saying like, you're missing the whole point of life. Again, you're just kind of running after where you need to be or think you need to be instead of taking in each moment, whatever that is, no matter what my goals are physically. I love that. What what would you say to people that um, is is it your outlook that you've changed on that, or was it something that shifted inside you? Was it more of a feeling? Was it more of a the voice? What was it that? Because I think just getting granular on that, because I think challenges show up in a lot of people's lives, and sometimes you can either say, "Hey, life's unfolding for me," or it's happening against me, and you decided to choose the latter. Yeah, I think I've been learning so much about you know. Uh, affirmations and positive outlook and mind, it was kind of like mind control, you know? And I realized that, sure, that's helpful. That actually, I don't think is like the the route to getting to, you know, doing what we're supposed to be doing on, on the planet Earth. And, uh, you know, for me in September, I just started listening to the Michael Singer books on tape. And there was something that became more physiological that I actually could feel my heart and I could, and and didn't even occur to me to ever feel my heart before and to really do my best to open that. And then what is the energy going on inside me? So, 
in September, I was just, I was able to start to feel an energy in my body uh, a lot of the time. And even now when I'm not, you know, walking through life unconscious where I can't feel that energy, I can kind of tap into that now on a really regular basis through my day where it's just like a, an energy that I know is connecting to who I really am, connecting back to our soul, connect back, back to the creator. I know this is being so spiritual right now, but I just, it's a real physical feeling for me. It's not in my mind. Well, thank you both for being here today. You guys are awesome, uh, beautiful souls. And thank you for participating in this group. And uh, as we all know, we love you guys very much and we'll see you soon. Before I sign off here, folks, I want to let you know about an awesome program I'm offering right now. It's called Project U. And look, it's a year-long full immersion training for leaders and high achievers. In it, I lead a small group of people just like you through life-changing experiences designed to help you lead yourself and your business to a higher level. Enrollment is open for a short period of time before the program kicks off in March of 2020. Head over to adamhergenrother.com, that's H-E-R-G-E-N-R-O-T-H-E-R, or shoot us an email at hello at adamhergenrother.com for more details. And remember, never give up on joy.